Hello and welcome to the Evolution of You, the podcast dedicated to helping you design, create, manifest, and live the life you love. Today's episode, we're going to go into the foundational principles of effective reality creation manifestation. If you tuned into the first episode, I sort of painted a broad picture talking about how we're going to go into physics and neuroscience and spirituality, laws of the universe, etc., etc., What I'm going to do today is focus on one of the laws that people are probably subject to right now um, as part of a broader conversation. So one of the first things we got to get clear on is there are principles to effective manifestation and reality creation. If you've had a measure of success in life, you've already used some of these either wittingly or, or unwittingly in that these always work. The laws of nature always work. Nature always survives. Nature always evolves in a direction that's overall, you know, working well for the whole of nature. And now there's a lot going on in the world today. Uh, Coronavirus pandemic, one example, lots of nations, economies are in jeopardy. So you might be feeling what, you know, Abraham Hicks calls the contrast of a lot of things that are not necessarily going well for you. And if life is going well for you, congratulations. Like I am actually truly happy for you because I think that's what's possible here for everyone who does this work. Now, what we're going to do today is talk about clarity and why clarity is so important. In the Buddhist tradition, they talk about right sight being the first step and and the right point of view. And in physics, there's an experiment done which literally said the way that Your point of view, your perspective actually dictates the particle arrangement and how physical reality appears for you. So it's fundamental to say that having clarity on what the essence of who we are is, on what reality is, is essential. And now when we talk about clarity, the first thing to understand is there's you and then there's other than you. And if I'm moving too fast here, please let me know in in the comments section. Please give feedback here. Uh, What I would just say is what most people do, because the physical world is such an enticing, engaging, and exciting place, is people get caught up in what is essentially a movie. And that your life is playing out. You're the main character, right? And you might as well be a virtual reality experience where you can... If you've ever seen the movie Ready Player One, where they have the tactile suits for that game, such that you can even feel what it's like to be in the game. And that's really what we've done here. Because the one thing I'll point to, and the reason I'm going here is because you have to, in order to effectively master reality creation, you have to get that you are different than what you are observing. There's a separation there. And once you understand that there's a separation there, you have the ability to act upon it. As long as you are in the system, you cannot act on the system. You can only act within the system. So there's this system of perception of reality that says, essentially, you are your body, could be an example. Now, here's the thing. You can look at your hand and you can see your hand. bring it back to the point if you look at the definition of the word observe and you look it up what you'll notice is to observe something is to bear witness to it right you see it and for you to see something it naturally has to be other than you 
if you look at what we call yourself in the mirror, you see this bag of flesh. And yet the bag of flesh changed. It looked different when you were two and three and eight and 12. And if you're older, it looks different at 65 than it did at 20. And it looks different at 80 than it did at 65. So this bag of flesh is changing. And yet your memories are still there. The thing that you would refer to as your personality, your life experience is underneath it all. So the appearance of you the thing that people identify as you is changing and the you is within all that. It's beyond all that. And it's separate from that. So the first point of clarity is to get that when it comes to the world, as you see it, the physical world, there is you and then there's other than you. And I say other than you and that there's you who witnesses what's here, and all of that is occurring within your field of view, if you will, your field of vision. So what does that mean? Well, if you are familiar with meditation and Zen principles, they say when you're meditating, you know, turn your attention on your breath, and you can, you can turn your attention on the breath. And then in some schools, they say, okay, now turn your attention on attention. Meaning you have the ability to focus. And when you turn your attention on the focus, it is in essence turning the attention back on the observer. And in order to observe something, you have to be outside of it, right? So this think of like a mediator in divorce court. That mediator is the observer to this struggle, if you will, between these two parties. The two parties are within the system. It takes a neutral third party to observe the system unfolding. So as the observer of reality, the one that bears witness to it, when you look upon yourself, you'll find that there's nothing to see. Because the observer is not an object. It is the observation. You are that which is observing. You are the being, the space, the entity that is doing the observing. And what that indicates is that anything that you see is different from you. Now, if you follow that, that's going to be a profound realization because then you start to understand that you're not necessarily what you think you were. You're not who shows up in the mirror. You're not even what you do. You are the space, the conscious awareness in which everything unfolds. So that's step one in clarity is getting that you are different from what you observe, right? There's the subject object relationship. If you're holding a book, you know, you're not the book. If you're witnessing reality, you know that you are somehow beyond it. You are outside of the system because you can observe it. You are beyond the system. This, and so all of life is happening within you. Why is this empowering? Why is this important to understand as someone who is interested in manifestation and creating the reality? Well, if you look at when you were growing up and the role of language in your life, and this is one of the first keys to clarity is your language how you describe things, 
how you describe what it is you are observing. And I say that because Helen Keller had a quote which until she learned language, the world was this chaotic place. She couldn't differentiate it. There was a whole realm of sensations and experiences, but she had no way to categorize them in her mind, in her brain. And so language is an organizational tool of the mind. And as you categorize and sift and sort, you can make connections that weave together the fabric of the story of your life, the tapestry, if you will. And so once you understand you're the observer, then it becomes this interesting game or phenomenon of like, okay, so as the observer, how have I been describing that which I observe? This is where language comes into play. So I could observe a room, and depending on my point of view, I could say the room is small, the room is large. And that points to the law of relativity, right? The universe doesn't necessarily have big or small, it just has what is. Something's only big when you compare it to something else. Compared to itself, it just is itself. Like a tree is not a big tree, it's just a tree. Only when you look at it and compare it with something else does it become bigger or smaller. So the universe, when you're creating reality, there's no such thing as, you know, for the universe, there's really no such thing as big or small. So, for example, $5 million might seem like a big amount to you. For the universe, it's almost nothing. Right? It doesn't have to be big. And what happens if you make things big in your mind, you create a larger gap between yourself and the fulfillment of them because it would mentally, you've now introduced this concept that wouldn't otherwise exist. Like five million pennies doesn't seem like a lot. You swap out pennies for dollars and now people are going like, whoa. And so it's a huge difference only in your mind. The universe understands math says, oh, you want five million of this? Okay, no big deal. As long as you play the game of relativity, you're introducing resistance or you're mitigating resistance. So for me, $5 million is no big deal. Why? Because I understand Jeff Bezos has something north of $100 billion. So to him, $5 million is no big deal. So if I look at the truth of reality, objectively, $5 million is not that big. That's almost pocket change for Jeff Bezos. If you look at the scale, right, if we're going to use scale and relativity, 5 million out of 100 billion is the equivalent of like, I don't know, $5 to you. Crazy to think about in a way. Or at least it could be. And I know for myself growing up, that used to seem like a big number. Now I say, well, if it's not that big for Bezos, that means that it could, I could adopt the same mental approach. And would that make it easier for me to manifest? And the answer is yes. And so there's a law of relativity. So if you have these things that seem like such huge objectives to you, understand that you're putting them on a pedestal in a way. And when you put something on a pedestal, you're creating a gap between you and yourself. You're almost making it as this, this astronomical achievement, which it could feel like when you first come across the desire like when you first occur to you that you can manifest $5 million and you let yourself step into the emotional vibrational space of that, that could feel really exciting and amazing and like wonderful. 
Now you practice that vibration enough, it becomes normal for you. And that's the whole point of manifestation is you're looking to take these events, which are still delightful and joyful, and bring them from a place of ecstasy into delight, into joy, into gratitude. That's sort of the scale. Because gratitude indicates that there is this, it's happened. If you look at gratification, gratitude, it's happened and you have these pleasant feelings around it and about it. And it's not necessarily this wild, extravagant thing because it's so natural to you and you feel worthy of it and that you deserve it. When you feel worthy of something, when you feel you deserve something, then there's no resistance to you having it (laughs) as long as you allow yourself to have it and be grateful for it. So that's why people talk about the power of gratitude because gratitude is the emotional response that you would express once this thing is fulfilled. So delight is a pleasant synchronicity, a miracle, if you will. Or the first time you step into vibrational alignment with an intention, you might feel so delighted and excited because like, oh my God, I feel the resonance here. And this is wonderful. It's such a lift in vibration from the level you've been living at that it feels delightful at the time. And then as you go back and you visualize and you think to those experiences, they become more normalized. What you're doing is you're just raising your level of vibration such that what used to be euphoric to you is now joy and gratitude. And that is a beautiful place to live. And that leads into the today's podcast, the topic I was going to dive into, which is the law of polarity. So the law of polarity, and this is why I'm really excited about 2020, <laughs> as strange as that sounds. The law of polarity dictates, it's the yin and yang principle, you know, heads and tails. If there's light, there exists dark. So 2020 is happening. The world's economy is doing what it's doing. There's this coronavirus going around, this pandemic that people are impacted by on various different levels. And what's encouraging here is, according to the law of polarity, the negative precedes the positive side of the coin. So if 2020 is what we would call a shit year, that means that what comes after is going to be that much more positive. So it's the law of polarity and the law of rhythm. And if you're unfamiliar with the law of rhythm, really simply think of seasons in nature. There's a tides coming in, tides going out, phases of the moon. There's a natural flowing of energy through the universe. So the law of polarity is saying there's outside of, there's the one universe, which we're all a part of, the one consciousness that is all of reality, which we're all an extension of, if you will. We all have access to. So that is the universal and that's, that is the law and that's above all laws because it is the law. All laws are of it. It's sort of like you are the observer. So everything that you witness is within you such that you can act upon it. You are free from what you witness. Really important to distinguish. You are free from what you physically feel, witness, and think. And there's neuroscience to go into behind that. I'll come back to that on the next episode. I'll talk about the neuroscience of how, you know, reality becomes what you say it is. And this is essentially what intentions and manifestation really are. This is what affirmations try to get at. Um, And the reason affirmations fail, just a quick aside, 
is because if you don't believe what you're saying, emotionally, you're just reinforcing the fact that you don't believe it. (laughs) So if you don't believe an affirmation, it's pretty useless to keep saying it. So now some of you might be like, oh my God, either A, that's why the affirmations didn't work or B, like, well, if affirmations don't work, what do I do? And I recommend the last five minutes of the, the first episode talks about a technique, which is if you have an intention, you say it. And if you have a thought that comes up counter to it, sort of a doubtful thought, you say that out loud too. And you do it in a one-to-one ratio of what you intend to what you, law of polarity, what you intend to the resistance. You do it up to five times and then you let it be. If there's no resistance, there's no thoughts that come up, there's no feelings or contractions, that means you're in alignment with it, a majority of you. Even if you don't feel giddy yet, if you have just like, oh, there's no thought that came up or there's this space, you're mostly in alignment with it and you can then proceed using it as an affirmation. Now, if you ever find yourself in disbelief of it, again, come back to the technique and release the resistance and then continue using it. Because if you say something you don't believe, you're just reinforcing it emotionally, vibrationally, energetically. You're reinforcing that you do not believe it, which is ineffective for master reality creators like yourself. Where was I? Law of polarity. (laughs) So law of polarity is one of these interesting laws because knowing that at the core of who we are, there's the oneness, which is above polarity. That means that to some degree you can elevate beyond it. What do I mean by that? So the law of polarity exists and what you focus on expands. So knowing that both light and dark exists, whatever you give your attention to is what will show up for you in your life primarily. And so the key is if you find yourself in a situation that occurs as negative to you, find the positive and focus on it. And when people talk about optimism or silver lining and you have skeptics that say, oh, they're just being unrealistic. What's happening is people have been programmed evolutionarily to look out for threats because that was how people survived for thousands of years. And now from age one to seven, your brain's in hypnotic state. So that teaching of, hey, don't put your hand on the stove, don't run around, you'll skin your knees. Like your parents are always telling you what to be aware of, what to be afraid of, such that you don't get hurt because they want to protect you being a child. They want to make sure you live to be an adult. And so they're telling you all these things to be afraid of. And so they're training you to look for the negative side of the coin. So as an adult and as a reality creator, your objective is to recognize and acknowledge when you're looking at the negative side and to identify the positive aspect. You acknowledge the negative and you move to the positive. You acknowledge the negative and you move to the positive. And so, for example, if there's fear that you're noticing around the coronavirus, you could say, oh, chose to be afraid and I love that and now I decide to be well or I decide to be fearless or I decide to be courageous right if those are intentions and I say that in the sense of you know if you already have coronavirus you already have coronavirus now what you could say as an intention is you had coronavirus and choose to get healthy quickly and with ease that could be an intention that you work on right? And that's possible. There was a 101-year-old person in Italy that recovered from coronavirus. If he can do it, anyone can. And so 
when you're using the law of polarity, first thing is identifying when you're in a fearful state. Now, fear can show up in many forms. It can be in anxiety, distress, uh, tension, dis-ease, displeasure, etc. And so whenever you find yourself in that kind of state, the thing is to first acknowledge it and say, oh, wow, I'm noticing because you're the observer. You're noticing that you've given your attention, your conscious focus to this negative side of the coin. And then knowing that you've done that, you could even get excited because then you know that there is a positive side due to the law of polarity. And then it becomes the game of what is the positive? What does it look like for me? Where can I find it? What does it look like? And so if it's, you know, for example, if you're angry, the opposite of anger could be love or appreciation, right? It's a scale. So if you go down the angry road, eventually you get to rage and violence and fury and all that. And if you go up, you get from anger, you get to, you know, forgiveness, appreciation, gratitude, enjoyment, love, right? It's a scale. And so if you're, you're angry, first acknowledge you're angry and then find the opposite side of the coin and choose to focus on, and you can ask yourself, so if you're angry at someone, they did something that triggered you. And this is going to sound potentially like fluff to some people, but I'll give you a real world example. If you're driving on the road and somebody cuts you off, your first response might be to flip them off. So what happened is they had their hand on their steering wheel and they turned it in a direction such that their car moved in front of you. They may have seen you. They may not have seen you. They may not have been paying attention, right? However, all that happened is the car moved in front of you. And if you didn't get into an accident, then all that happened is you saw a car move in front of you. And then you're making this story up about why they did that or what they were thinking about you when they did it. Now, I'll ask you, do you actually know what they were thinking? Right? Is it true? Can you absolutely know that it's true? Whatever it is, the story you were telling. And then when you think that they cut you off for some sort of malicious reason, how do you feel? And if the answer is anger, the question then becomes, well, would you like to continue feeling angry? And if so, you can just get that you're going to attract vibrationally, energetically, more angry situations into your life because that's the point of attraction you're emanating, radiating. And if you say, oh, anger, no, no, thank you. Okay. So then you ask yourself, okay, so who would I be without the thought that they intentionally did this to quote unquote piss me off or that they didn't care about me, etc." Well, the first thing is like, why should they care about you? They're worried about getting to wherever they're worried about. You probably didn't even cross their mind. And some people will get offended at that. <laughs> and so the beautiful thing about life is understanding that all those things that you might get angry or offended at are points of resistance. And as a reality creator, you get that the objective is to release resistance when it arises. And so if you are focused on, again, using the law of polarity here, if you are focused on, say, manifesting more money in your life, and all you see is the lack of money in your bank account and in your life, and you think about the lack of money and you have insecurity about it, 
and nervousness. And so you create all these intentions from an emotional place of insecurity. What happens? Well, even if you get the money, you've signed it with the vibration of insecurity. So if you have more money, that also means you have more money to potentially lose. And if you're signing it with insecurity, you just elevated the level of insecurity in your life when you do get more money. Because again, the laws of the universe do work. Right? If you believe you can have it, you'll have the thing. Now the question is, from what emotion are you creating the intention from? And so if you find yourself creating an intention for money out of a place of insecurity, the next object for you is to, again, recognize that. Like, ooh, I chose to feel insecure, and now I choose to create an intention around accruing wealth, allowing wealth, receiving wealth from a place of gratitude. And you could say, well, what does that sound like or feel like? And I encourage you for yourself to ask yourself, your highest self, the question of what does gratitude feel like? Make sure that you actually know what that really feels like. Close your eyes, meditate on it. Ask your highest self, what does show me? You can say, please show me what gratitude feels like. You say, what does gratitude feel like, highest self? And thank you for showing me what it feels like. And then you could go into a five-minute meditation, right? And I, if you are in alignment, if you're calm, if you're open, if you're non-resistant, you will get the feeling of true gratitude coming through in so much as we can experience in the physical form. And then you'll be able to know the next time you create an intention, if your goal is to create it from that space, that vibration of gratitude, you'll be able to refer back to that feeling and be like, oh yeah, I did create that one out of gratitude, which again, that's sort of the goal to get to vibrationally because that means that you believe you're worthy of it and you're grateful for having it. Because you can't have gratitude if you don't think you're, if you think you're unworthy, you won't feel gratitude. You'll feel some sort of guilt or insecurity. So gratitude is such a beautiful place to create an intention from. And as you, um, I'm sort of thinking back and saying, how do I want to wrap up the last couple minutes of this podcast? Because again, coming back to clarity. So we've, first point of clarity is understanding that you are the observer of reality. And that is so key because if you're separate from reality, that gives you the ability to influence it. Because if you're right, if you you're separate from a piece of paper, which means you can pick up a pen and write on it. You are not your hand such that even if you lost your hand, you would continue on. Right? That's a beautiful thing. Like ideally you keep your hands and it's sort of nice knowing that even if you'd lost your hand, you'd be okay. Please create some other intention. Create well-being and vitality for the rest of your life. <laughs> I just use it as an example. Your body, all the cells in your body actually die every three to seven years. So you've lived in multiple bodies in the time you've been here, and yet you have persisted. You have always been there. So again, you're separate from your body. You're separate from your thoughts. You are the one who the thoughts occur to, arrive at, right? That's what the point of attraction is. You attract certain thoughts into your mind. And then you get to act on them if you choose. Based on the emotional response that you have. If it's a fear-based response, you'll take an action that pulls you away from the thought. 
push you away from thought. If it's a thought you enjoy, you might take an action that pulls you toward it. Now, the goal is to get to the place where you're no longer acting out of fear because that is a reaction rather than a response. Part of reality creation is taking total responsibility for everything that shows up in your life. Chance is for, and I mean this with full love, chance is for those who seemingly are ignorant. Because when you understand how reality works, you understand that every event that occurred had to occur the way it did for you to get to where you are now. Because if one thing was different, you'd be living in a different reality. Butterfly effect is a great example of this. And so if there's anything that's gone right in your life, you can give gratitude for everything in your life because everything that's happened in your life has led up to that one moment where you were grateful. And so even if you're in the mire right now, you're down in the dumps, there's things with COVID and the economy and it seems like you're down on your luck. If you can find one moment of gratitude, then start, you can ask your brain. Your brain will help you. Your brain is actually like a Google search. And you can say, brain, show me three events that led up to this moment that I remember when I felt grateful. And your brain on cue will go find them. And at first that might take practice, especially if you're practiced in finding the negatives. And to, to bring this full circle, if you notice the negatives, that's wonderful too, because that means you know that there exists a positive side of what's happening. And then you can just ask yourself the question of literally, knowing law of polarity exists, right? There's poles to everything, North Pole, South Pole. Ions and anions. Protons, electrons. Law of polarity exists. And it evidence in all things in nature. So knowing this, if you find yourself in a negative experience, literally ask yourself the question, what is the preferred side of this situation? Or if it seems like there's a major issue, you can say, what is the opportunity here? And at first, this will be a practice because you're not used to doing that. Most people are used to just reacting. So if you catch yourself thinking a situation is terrible, the first thing is to acknowledge that you are choosing to label the situation as terrible. That is where your power lies. As seemingly like shitty as that sounds, you made the choice to interpret what was happening as terrible. For someone who was born in the third world, Having a roof over their head, access to electricity and clean water could be paradise. For people living in America, if that's all you have, we call that poverty. So again, that relativity comes into play. And where there's freedom is that is understanding you are the one choosing your interpretation at any time, meaning you can find the thing that is working out well for you in any situation. And as you'll see, the law of momentum if you can find one thing that's working out well for you, you can find another thing. If you can find two things, you can find three things. If you find three things, now you really got momentum going for you. Momentum is a powerful tool. And Abraham Hicks talks about this. You, you let momentum work for you in a positive way by having non-resistant thought. So if you can find gratitude for three things that are happening in your life, regardless of what's going on, you've added, injected some positive momentum into your experience, and that is going to do wonders. 
And then the key is just to keep doing that throughout the day. And if you're in a physical environment that's really, we'll call it dangerous, could seem dangerous to you, meditate. Find five minutes if you can and go within and create it in your mind, this, this haven for yourself. And don't see it as this unrealistic fantasy. See it as a snapshot of what's possible for you to actually create. Because the brain does not differentiate an imagined experience versus physical data coming in through the raw senses. If you visualize a fearful, this is what, if you had a nightmare, your body reacts as if it were real. Conversely, if you think pleasant thoughts, your body reacts as if it's physically experiencing them in a visualization. So as you, if your physical environment seems dangerous, detrimental to you, if you can carve out five minutes, one minute, Again, momentum, start with one minute, go to two, go to three, go to five, go to 10, go to 15. Build the space within your mind where you can go for gratitude. And even if the world is falling around, falling down seemingly around you, remind yourself that your powers of creativity go beyond what is physically showing up before you. The physical world is always changing. It's a temporary phenomenon. Your body has changed throughout the course of your life and you have remained. You are the eternal. What you witness is always transforming. It's temporary. This is where your power is. It's understanding that as bad seemingly as any situation could be for you, it's temporary. And then knowing the law of polarity exists, you could even allow yourself to get excited. So for example, 2020, there's some there's some stuff happening and I'm allowing myself to feel, we'll call it um, grateful, joyful anticipation, expectation of saying, wow, the world's going through some stuff, which means we're going to enter into an age of massive prosperity on the other side of this. How wonderful is that? And then I ask, my, I can say, well, show me how that's true can go and have the brain do this is the way the brain works and the brain will say well josh the economy is going to get remade because it has to in a way that will likely work for people say okay that's that's kind of great i say oh the earth is healing itself from pollutants that's beautiful now there's going to be even more momentum behind the clean movement sustainable energy because people are gonna be like wow we got a natural reset button on the environment let's leverage this so that's going to be a huge positive effect People, it occurs to me, will appreciate connection on a level they didn't before because social distancing has taken it away from them. Hugging might come back into style. That's a really cool thing, I think. And so these are like seemingly little things, except when it comes to law of attraction, law of vibration, my vibrational point of attraction becomes gratitude, joy, exuberance, excitement, love, well-being. And so I attract more of that into my life, even though I look out like even though the rest of the world seems to be dealing with all kinds of issues and i say the rest of the world because again i'm seeing a lot of opportunity that other people are calling problems and that's the difference between leaders and business and nations and life is the people who in what seems like a crisis who can keep their cool and choose their response emotionally have that level of mastery, 
Because when you're in fear, you're not creative. The brain doesn't work that way. When you're in a fear state, you're in the reptilian part of your brain, which means you're not sending thought energy to the creative mechanisms. And you're here to be a reality creator, not a reality reactor. <laughs> so it pays infinite dividends for you in any situation to practice unconditional happiness, appreciation, joy, gratitude, and well-being. And if situations are going to hell, seemingly, and people are like, why are you so happy or why are you being so optimistic? What you can tell them, you don't have to tell them anything. You could just say, well, the situation's happening. Would you prefer I freak out or would you prefer I keep a cool head? You can turn it back on them. You know, another way to say that is you could simply say, you can ask them a question like, hey, you're familiar with yin and yang? Say yes, okay. You're familiar with positive and negative? Yes, okay. Are you familiar with North Pole and South Pole? Yes, okay. Okay, so you can say there's a duality to the universe. So this thing is happening now, which means I know that there's a positive coming next. Because the other element of the law of polarity is that the negative precedes the positive side of things. I say negative again, it's just the scale. It's relative. And so you can actually polarize yourself to the positive scale using the power of decision and practicing your vibration. Meaning what you focus on expands. So while the world's, again, going through whatever it's going through, you can make a decision. The root of that word, decision, think pesticide, homicide. It's a cutting off, killing off. When you make a decision, you cut off neural pathways that are out of alignment with that decision. Think of it like a highway for thought energy where you're setting the road in one direction and you're, you're ruling out all others. So when you make a decision to be well, regardless of what's going on, and you keep saying, brain, show me how I'm well, show me how my body's thriving, show me how my body is strong and immune and resilient because I decided to be well, athletic, immune, and resilient. And if you are in resonance, alignment, if you believe that intention, it becomes truer and truer and truer for you and you get more and more evidence of it being true for you. Because again, that's also the way the mind works. The brain is designed to reinforce what you believe because if it didn't, you might think you're insane. And that's ineffective. That's not what the brain is designed to do. The brain is here to promote sanity. And so even if your beliefs seem ridiculous to some people, you will always be able to find evidence for it because you, your brain, your ego, is seeking to protect itself and will never want to think it's insane. That's why you can always find a reason for any decision or belief that exists in the world because the brain will create one. You're a reality creator. So the key is to Pick the decisions that empower you, inspire you, like you could say motivate, but I like freedom, bliss, enlightenment, euphoria, lucidity. Make the decisions that promote prosperity in your life and then set your brain to task to find the evidence for you. And if you have the faith in the emotional control of your point of vibration which is done through releasing your triggers, identifying when you've been triggered, and instead of reacting, taking a breath, five seconds, pausing, acknowledging that you chose to get triggered, and now you're deciding a new response in that situation, and that eliminates the trigger, because now you're responsible, 
respawn table. And so as you do this, eventually you, you eliminate majority of the triggers and there's always going to be more triggers because as you level up in life, there's more to learn. So it's not like you're, you know, always free of triggers. But what happens is you'll notice you get triggered. The incident happens and you won't react anymore. You'll be able to choose a powerful response. And this is what it is to live a powerful life. This is what it is to have mastered reality creation because you are writing the story in real time as it's unfolding. You're co-creating with what's happening in real time as opposed to reacting and then compensating for it later, which is what most people do. There's a reaction and then they try to make up for it after the fact. You are getting out ahead of it with your visualization, with your intentions, and you are keeping it on track when you respond rather than react. So I hope you appreciate this episode focusing on the law of polarity. What you focus on expands. If you're dealing with the negative, ask yourself, what is the positive in this situation? And even if it is the needle in the haystack, focus on the needle until it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until eventually all you see is the needle. You acknowledge the negative and you focus on what you like. This is the key to reality creation. However that works for you. If you'd like specific coaching, you can email me, Joshua KeenPerformanceCoaching.com, K-E-A-N-E PerformanceCoaching.com. We can go through this in greater detail. So again, clarity, you are the witnesser, the observer of your environment. You're separate from it, which it occurs within you, which means you can act upon it, which means that you can choose your response in any situation, which means you have access to unconditionality, meaning regardless of the conditions, you get to create your response to life. And we'll go into the next episode on some of the other universal laws. And I'll go further into the neuroscience of how the language you use for yourself dictates how the world is reflected back to you. I love you all. As always, appreciate feedback, comments, reviews, ratings, etc. And I hope you have a wonderful day. And as always, I love you and be well.